podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 23, the Jordan episode for Season 2. Proud to say this will make it 75 straight episodes of the podcast weekly talking about sports. And yeah, we still don't have a sponsor, so why am I doing this every single week? Because I want to shine a light on the sports happening in Central Illinois. And I know people are listening and come here to get information. So, let's talk about what I saw in the past week to start this thing. How about a state title? I was 0-3 to start this year. Not great. Glenwood Soccer, Lehigh Volleyball, and Williamsville Football all fall short in state title games. But Sacred Heart Griffin gets it done. Take nothing away from the first three because second in the state is absolutely an accomplishment that we will take all the time. But that also just shows how blessed we are at Channel 1450. Ken Leonard ends his storybook career with a win in his 499th career game. Yes, the IHSA says it's 499. Perfect ending regardless. He gets the win in his sixth state title. This group was special and we knew that all along. But man, this football team was on another level. And who knows where they rank among Ken's state titles or even the CS8 titles in general. But they went 14-0, and we'll talk more about that in a bit with this week's guest. But first, what else did I see last week? After state championship Friday football on Saturday, got to see Glenwood and Jacksonville boys basketball for the first time. The Titans are young, and it looks like sophomore Mason Marshall is going to be their leading scorer. But Cody will have them playing much better by the end of the year. Just expect a few growing pains early like we saw Tuesday against MacArthur. But hey, don't don't sleep on Glenwood. They're, they're a solid team. Saturday night. What a show. The Gene Berkschneider Turkey Tournament Championship featuring the New Berlin Pretzels and the Route Rockets. No room to park, no room to sit, almost no room to stand inside the Pretzel Dome. For the first week of the season, it doesn't get any better than that, and the game delivered as well. New Berlin wins it in overtime and puts the Pretzels squarely on the map in 1A this season. On Monday, I was out in Pleasant Plains for some girls basketball. Another great game, actually, featuring Mount Pulaski and the Plains Cardinals. If Mount Pulaski is healthy, Watch out 1A. As far as Plains goes, they have a lot of great pieces, and I'll enjoy seeing how TJ Frazee fits them together because they can certainly be pretty darn good. Tuesday night, the Central State 8 basketball opener. The SHG Cyclones look pretty good for the first night as the reigning state champions. Definitely some rust, but man, they are dangerous. So many options. Zach Hawkinson has improved his game so much, and Jake Hamilton can score anytime, anywhere. Javion Bardwell was aggressive on offense as well, so watch out. These boys are on another mission. What's coming up on Channel 1450? Thursday, we'll have some more wrestling. I plan to get over to Auburn to see the Trojans and hopefully get to see a little bit of Glenwood as well on my way back. On Friday, I will be at SHG for Q&D coming to town, but we will also have highlights of Rochester Glenwood girls hoops and SHG and Lanfear girls basketball as well. Possibly for some Springfield High Southeast girls on Friday. We'll see. On Saturday, it's Showcase Saturday. Make sure you come Check out the action at the BOS Center. Tickets are $6, and that gets you in for all seven games. First game is at 10.30 a.m. featuring Moreau Forsyth and Calvary. Second game is New Berlin versus Metro East Luther. Then the CS8 games start. It's Rochester Glenwood to kick it off, then Eisenhower Jacksonville. That's followed by three great matchups. MacArthur U-High is what I would call the best game of the day. Two teams that I think are really, really good. We've seen that from MacArthur already. Then at 6, it's Springfield High against Southeast, followed by Lamphere against SHG. Make sure you come down and check out the action or just watch all the highlights from us. Either way, a great day of hoops. Next week, Tuesday, it's more CS8 action. We will have SHG at Springfield Boys, Springfield at SHG Girls, Southeast at Lamphere, Rochester at MacArthur Girls and Boys. That's what's coming up on Channel 1450. Now let's get to this week's guest. It's two-time state champion, 
Richard Jackson from SHU. All right, I'd like to welcome in Richard Jackson to the podcast this week. I think the best way to put a wrap on the football season and go into basketball season is, is with one of the guys who does both. And so I want to sit down and talk with you because first take congratulations. In the last Thank eight you. months, you have two state championships. You have two rings. Crazy. Has that sunk in yet from, from three days ago? Uh, honestly, not yet. It still feels like a dream. Uh, winning football is all I ever wanted. Basketball, that was that was so unexpected for me. But uh, I was glad to be on that journey with them. But football really, it, it hasn't hit me yet. I mean, Saturday morning I had some, little, I had a couple tears coming down my face. But uh, it hasn't really sunk in yet. And man, when it does, I don't know. Ball. Because for the last, I mean, nine years of your life, this week you've been get, just getting ready for another game. Like once, once one game's done, you just get ready for the next one. Yeah. And now, I mean, that's over in high school. That's, and I'm getting ready to play basketball. <laughs> now it's like the season, this season went by so fast, man. It's crazy that I'll never be able to uh, practice again. Today we're supposed to be having our little walkthrough for, for the uh, upcoming team. And not being able to go out there today, it really sucks, man. It yeah. really does. How different is it to walk out of that room as a senior knowing you've watched guys do that and kind of understand what that means for this program? Uh, walking out, it really it really hit. Uh, looking at all the coaches, all the younger classmen, I tried to give them the best advice possible. Walking out, just like uh, all the other class did for me, uh, Devin Hill's class and uh, Stephen Mumon's class, Ludolf's uh, last year seniors. Try to give them the best uh, advice that they that those guys gave me, and uh, hopefully that hopefully they take what we said to them and uh, try to go back out there again and win another state championship. How hard is that to to take that advice to listen to that, knowing I mean you have goals. Your goal was always to win a state title, and so I mean you want to listen to your coaches, you want to listen to those guys because they're part of your team. But at the same time. What was that process like for you to kind of take in that advice from them? As a younger guy, uh, it was very important that I listened and I took in everything that they said, honestly. Everything that they said, uh, it really happened during the, the last four years. Every year I stood, I kept advancing up in the chairs that we had. And uh, every year I t it was something, I took something in new that every senior would say. And uh, it was it was so, it's so important to take in what they say and listen and uh actually do put the work in that they that they tell you to do and buy in because once you actually do what they say you know like well like how we did you want to state championship and that's because everybody took in the words that the seniors were saying and they actually bought into it so it's very important that as a younger classman that we do that that we do those things you don't have to say all of it but what what advice did you kind of give those guys moving forward that when you left or what advice would you give them now uh just work hard at everything you do no matter what, new position, because uh, as a lot of people know, uh, I switched from middle linebacker to inside line, from middle linebacker to outside linebacker, and uh, it was it wasn't a big switch, but uh, becoming quicker, learning the the blitzes and the pickups, and having to pick up wire, faster wide receivers and guys like that, it was a. Uh, at sometimes it could have been a little uh, frustrating, and uh, I would say me just being great at it and uh, locking into it and buying in what the coaches was telling me because it was their switch for them. It was a switch and their best switch for our defense as well. So I was, it was kind of unexpected coming into the summer. So it, my advice was, for them was just to be great at everything you do and go 100% no matter what it is. To win the state title in 2022 after it's been 
it's been a few years since SHE did that, and that's always the expectation for for you guys. It always is and always will be. Um, is it a sense of relief that that you got it done? Yeah, it really is. It's just, it is. It really is. Uh, we had to send Coach Leonard off in the best way we could and send ourselves off as well. And uh, we wanted to leave our mark here and. Uh, it's all about being known and how you how how do you want to be let, like remembered? And uh, we all we want to remember, be remembered as an undefeated uh, undefeated state championship team. So that's what we did. That's what, yeah, that's because I've I've been with Channel fourteen fifty since two thousand fifteen, and every time we, we go out, and every time we go out and see you guys practicing on that field, the, the talk is always about there's a spot on that scoreboard mm-hmm. that's missing that that isn't there yet. And that happens every single year. So that's literally just been piled on top of you guys yeah. for the last eight years. And now it's like, you did it. Yeah, I mean, Coach <laughs> Leonard, since we were freshmen, we knew, we, we kind of knew each other. We had a good sense of who each other were. And uh, we probably played with each other and everything like that or just played against each other. So we knew we had a great class coming in. Uh, some guys switched around. Coach Leonard was telling us through our whole four years and all the other freshman coaches and JB coaches that we were a special class, so uh, we really took that in and uh, bought in, and uh, we really turned out to be a special class. Yeah, man. You you talked about kind of the Devin Hale class and that that group of guys who I would put in the conversation as one of the best SHG teams I've ever oh, seen yeah. as well. Unfortunately, Easy. things things happened the way they did. But how much do you think that you guys getting to watch them, getting to see what they did, how they worked in, in here in the weight room, on the field? Against you guys in practice, how much did that honestly help you guys this year? Man, because uh, that team was so good. That team was very good. They they were better. Yeah, that team was very good, and just they pushed us. And being on the sideline while they were in the game doing their thing, and uh, them coming to the sideline and say, "Hey, you guys got to do the same thing we're doing. You guys got to go out here and bring the same energy we're bringing. We want to do the same thing." So with them showing us and showing us the ropes and uh, how to do things the right way and how to put in the hard work and uh, and just locking in every game and play every game like it's your last. I think that's one of the biggest things we took from them is playing every game like it's your last because you'll never know what will happen in the season. And uh, we just, with, with them being ahead of us and uh, playing how they played and telling us everything that they told us, it, it really, it meant a lot to us, honestly. It really did. If we look back at the fall of, of 2019, when SHG plays against Rochester in the quarterfinals, and then Rochester goes on to win the state title. Then there's COVID. Then there's last year where you guys get to the state championship and lose. I mean, what you guys, this senior class has been through in your high school career is something that will be written about in the storybooks, in the history books, and people won't even understand. <laughs> like, think about it. Last year at this time, we were still wearing masks to go to basketball practice, yeah. stuff oh, yeah. like that. Um, so to, to overcome all that with the expectations that you guys had, I mean, this has got to just feel like a, a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, we accomplished that. Not only did we win the state title in football, but we had a basketball one too out of it. As well. Man. Winning, winning in both sports and uh, basketball and football was the craziest thing ever. It's, it's still mind-blowing as of right now. And man. How would you describe what, what your senior class has been through in your high school career? Oh, the COVID year. 
I mean, a lot of us got to play. So sophomore, our sophomore, freshman year, a lot of us got some big playing time and really contributed to the team. So uh, coming up to our senior year and having that experience already in, a, in some of those areas, it really helped us as well. Uh, the team of the senior, the team full of 25 seniors, I would say we had a lot of experience. And uh, the, just going through all that, we needed all that. It was the fuel to our fire. And uh, going through all that made us become better players, better, uh, better upperclassmen. It showed us, because as well, Devin was showing us how to, how to do everything and become better seniors. And we just applied everything to our game. So uh, getting through all of that and then now becoming state champions, man, is, is big. We finally can say we did it. All those uh, summer hours are over. <laughs> Thank God. And uh, yeah. It's just it's very exciting, a little overwhelming as well, because you don't really get that opportunity. You don't really get opportunities to go to state within within a year, yeah. like in the same year. <laughs> you talk about all you guys have went through and, and how that made you who you are. It, it kind of built up the story. It made it made it. You know, you talk about Ken, Ken's story and just how this is a, basically a movie. Um, but but what you guys went through. It, it made you stronger, but at the same time, it made those expectations so high because this time last year, everybody just said, okay, SHG has to win the state title next year or it's a failure. Of course, a failure. And that's an insane expectation. It doesn't matter how many guys you had back. It doesn't matter who your coaches are. That's an insane expectation to say, if you don't win a state title, it's a failure. No, uh, honestly, I was telling my guys before we even got here that none of this matters. None of none of what we did before the point of the state championship game matters unless we win and it was and i said and i and i actually sat down and said it sounds crazy but the conference the nine and no conference doesn't matter our players having good stats all the touchdowns and everything like that none of that matters unless we win or coach leonard's 500 game and his uh his amount of wins none of that none of it matters unless we unless we win and it was it's crazy how that one game dictates our whole how our whole book is set. But yeah, that's what that's I was telling my guys the same thing. None of not, nothing matters unless we win that last game and become fourteen in those state champs. At what point during that game on Friday did you realize that you were gonna win that game? I'm gonna be honest, it was like uh probably like two minutes left within the third quarter. And then I forgot who I was talking to. Uh, I want to say it was probably Kepler, and I was just like, "Hey, I think it's safe to say this game's this game's <laughs> over." He's like, "No, we still got 15 minutes left." So I threw that out. I got that out of my head, or yeah. I got that out of my head. But that fourth fourth quarter, honestly, man, I honest, I didn't want to stop playing. Yeah. Like, I wanted to continue playing. It was I was having so much fun out there, man. It was I didn't want to stop. But around third quarter, I said, "Okay." So same question, but going back to the Friday before in the semifinal when you guys were down 28 to nothing with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. What goes through your head and did you, was there ever any doubt that you still were gonna win that game? There was no doubt that, there was there was none. Uh, the, through the whole game, no matter what the score was, I was saying in my head, you know what, next play. Like it was crazy how I was thinking during that time because usually in a game of 28 to zero, you like, <laughs> some teams are probably like, oh man, it's over with. Especially playing a team like Rochester. Right. But honestly, I don't know what it was inside of me. I was just like, you know what, next play, there's no way we're going. We can't go out like this. Like, there's no way we could go out like this. And I was just, every time they would score, run off the field, next play. Go make, go make a play. That's all I was thinking about. 
Uh, walk me through that, that fourth down conversion where you busted for a 50-yard touchdown. What, what did you see on that play? What did you guys plan for on that play? And at what point did you know it's end zone? Uh, honestly, it was just to get the one yard. Yeah. And uh, I was like, Coach, we were about to uh, – I, I believe we were about to kick it off. I'm like, Coach, no, I got this. Because the Waterloo game, we had some uh, troubles with getting the first down and uh, punching it in there. But I told Coach, I waved him off. I said, no, we got this. Let's go Rhino. Threw Corey and Hudson in there. It was only to get the first down, but I stayed behind Corey the whole way. I'm like, man, Corey, I'm, I'm looking before the snap. I got my head up looking at our linebackers and everything. I'm like, well, Corey's doing this and got Hudson doing this. I mean, of course, I'm going to kick this guy out. So I just stayed behind Corey the whole time. He ends up pancaking the guy. Also, uh, a couple guys fly over off the miss. And I, as a, I was actually pushing Corey the whole time, yeah. like pushing him forward yeah. so I won't get hit or anything like that. And he ends up just pancaking this guy. And I fall forward and I look up and uh, number six, Cannon, I believe. Yeah. Number six, he came in my face. And as a, it was an instinct, I just... Went to the side a little bit. I wasn't even thinking, honestly. Yeah. And I was just gone. At that point, you had the first down. Yeah. And even, then, if, even if he tackles you right there, you, you have the first down. So it was like, you literally just, like, you could see it. You just kind of, like, fell back. Yeah, down. yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> honestly, it was just an instinct. Like, I seen it. He uh, went past me. I went to the left a little bit. And then I was gone. And I seen Henry out the side of my eye hawking me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me. I was looking back, and I was like, no, let me just. We go ahead and get him in here. So, yeah, that was that. I was, it was just for the first down, and then it turned into some way crazier. So, I'm thankful for that. And Corey, Corey saved me on that one. <laughs> um, when we look back at last weekend, how hard was it to wait until seven o'clock to play that game? What goes through your guys' heads on Friday as you wait for what is your last high school game, no matter what? Man, as we were eating breakfast that morning, I was like, man, I wish our game was at two or three. I'm ready to play right now. Everybody was pumped up and ready to play and having to wait all the way until seven, taking that ride, man. It was it was it was all right. I mean everybody took a nap, but everyone was still fueled up. Once we got there and got ready, I was I was kinda shocked. Yeah. You know, people were just not waking up from naps and stuff like that and everybody was just ready to go just as much as I was, so it actually didn't turn out that bad. It wasn't even cold, honestly. So playing your twenty eighth game in the last two seasons, uh, I mean it, it had to be just the point where it's a business trip. Like, you know what the expectations are. There's no surprises. Yes, it's the state championship, and when you walk out at Memorial Stadium, it's a little bit bigger building, but at the same time, you guys know that it's it's a football game. Mm -hmm. And, and it, at what point did you kind of just say, yes, this is the last game, but we still have to do what we, we have to do, and we know what the game plan is? Uh, honestly, just the, the whole week of preparing for them. Uh, we all, every talk we have before practice starts, when we're praying everything, is just to talk. Uh, it's our last game. We've been here before. Uh, we just got to go out and perform, honestly. We're, uh, we talk about God a lot, and we knew we were put in this position for a reason. You know, two times to make it back-to-back -back in state for uh, football is, is kind of huge, and everyone doesn't do that. So we just knew that as long as we come out and everyone do like does their jobs and handle business, like, like we were Sets as supposed to, then we had no work. So that's, that's yeah. Because over, I mean, we cover the CSA and the Saginaw Conference, so 20 teams basically. Oh, yeah. And over of half of those teams have only, only got to play nine games this year and nine games last year. Mm -hmm. You guys 
not only played 20, 28 games, which is a whole other season in the last two years, but, I mean, to get that opportunity, like you said, it's – you had to realize not only the gravity but also the blessing that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big blessing. Like, like you said, some teams don't even make it to playoffs, and that's very unfortunate or make it past first round of playoffs, and we were able to. So uh, we really – we believed. I would say one, that's one thing we did. We believed. We trusted God, and uh, and we just we, we just knew that we knew the assignment. Uh, come like last year, playing JCA, it wasn't it wasn't set to be for us to win that game. I don't feel like like I feel like it was set for us to. We needed that, honestly. We needed that loss, and um, just to come back and do what we did this year. So. Do you think you win the state title this year if you won it last year? Oh, yeah. Wait. Honestly. Because what you just said. No. No. I mean, you would have been obviously the favorites. There's yeah. no question about that. So That's. the expectations were there. But, I mean, go ahead and answer the question. But, uh, no, I don't think – I think we – I don't think we would have won if we would have won last year. I don't think you, you come back and beat Waterloo and I don't, I don't think you come back and beat Rochester. Because uh, I just feel like the confidence level and everything like that, I feel like we wouldn't be as hungry as we – were this year. I feel like we wouldn't want it as much because we, we felt like we've already right. completed our mission, yeah. our assignment. And uh, God said it was bigger plans, so we didn't win that game. Yeah. And uh, actually us winning this year turns out the story was just amazing. And it's unbelievable, honestly. So I feel like it was written in stone for us to win it this year than it was last year. Redemption. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was meant for us to. What's the, what was the bus ride back like? I mean, Knowing the work that you guys have put in, not only in here, not only on the field, but I mean, the, the practices in May, the everything that you guys put in, what did that feel like on that bus on Friday night? Oh, uh, on the way back, we had a nice little box of Domino's pizza a piece, <laughs> so uh, everyone was pretty much just talking about how the game was, make the plays that they made and the plays that we made all that we all made. So that was that was exciting. That was very exciting. Man. Hearing about all the, the plays being made and even guys that, that really don't that you might not think shine a lot, they made some big time plays, they did some crazy things and uh it was exciting. <laughs> Man, it was it was exciting. It was crazy. What's it like knowing that you won't have those May practices anymore? You won't have those five thirty wake ups anymore for, for SHG football? It's kinda sad though. It is sad. The the May practices though I could I could the, the eight days of May things that we do yeah. oh my goodness I could skip on those but it's it's time we spend together and I, I really wouldn't take those times back for nothing and uh, it's it's sad you know I'll never get to wake up and uh, look at everyone's faces at five forty five in the morning and they're just straight faced the whole time <laughs> <laughs> not a lick of energy man and uh, man I'm gonna miss it so much it's a it's a lot. But from what I hear, it really gets us prepared for college, so it makes me excited for that. But it's, it's sad. You talked about the move that you made at linebacker. Um, how tough is it on a team like this to play as fast as you guys do and as physical as you guys do to play both ways? It's, 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 it's difficult. It's very difficult. And uh, the amount of plays we have for both sides, I mean, running back and then linebacker. I mean, it's not a lot for linebacker, but it's just understanding what your assignment is and uh, – it's the small things that that's really difficult with uh, with learning those two and playing those two, but playing both ways, 
honestly, we work so hard in practice. It's not it's not really bad on me in the game, honestly. Uh, kind of feels natural now, but they push us so the coaches push us so hard and we work so hard that um, you really you really don't right. you really don't feel in the game, and it's just. I want to appreciate the coaches for that as well because I, a lot of people would think it's hard, but they push us so hard, and like I said, and we work so hard together as a team that uh, it's just, it feels, feels natural almost. In, in my time covering SHG football, um, there's been guys like Tremaine Lee, Brian Adams, um, th- those big-name running backs for, for this program. And uh, I feel like this year with – with all the attention on how deep the wide receiving core was, that you and Bill didn't quite get the love that you deserve for not only how many touchdowns you scored, but just the balance in the offense and how important that is for you guys to win games. Oh uh, yeah, I, me personally, I look up to Brian and uh, Tremaine. I still talk to those guys to this day. Uh, man, before the game, actually, I was scrolling through uh, Tremaine's uh, his Instagram, his old Instagram post when he was here, and yeah. just. I don't know, just soaking it all up. That's that's really who I looked up to when stepping in, when coming in SHG. Him and uh, BB, even working out with them and everything like that, just having conversations with them. But uh, we knew we had a me and Bill both. We knew that we had a deep wide receiver uh, room, and they were great athletes, just as just as much as we are. And uh, I mean, uh, of course, sometimes in the in the games we think uh, we should run the ball or whatever, like things like that, but. We come to understand that, you know, sometimes it's two of us and it's like eight of them. So like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna get more shine no matter what. And they're athletes, so it doesn't really bother me. Everyone gets theirs. That's and uh, everyone's fine with it. No one's like, oh, I should get the ball more. Or we should get the more touches, or they should get the right. ball thrown more of the butt. I mean, honestly, it wasn't really a problem. Like everyone just bought it. Everyone knew the assignment. If the running back scores. Uh, you've got wide receivers coming in, help like congratulating all, yeah. hyping us up, and everything yeah. like that. So wide receivers, same thing. Oh, yeah, it's not like they weren't out there blocking for you too. Like, they, <laughs> yeah, no, they were. They were doing yeah. their jobs as <laughs> yeah. well. Like yeah. we were uh, stepping up, helping the line, so Ty could get pressure to give them the ball. Yeah. And uh, outside run plays, they were putting people on the ground, pancaking. Oh my goodness, it was crazy for us. Like that's a big, that's a big role. They were, ex- they were those extra blockers that we needed. So we all like, I don't know, we're a family. We don't really argue. You know, be things like that. Like, it's never a jealous moment with us. Like, everyone glad when everyone's eating. Like, yeah. You saw, you saw. I mean, in the state championship game, Jack, the catch that Jack Western makes, absurd. Um, the, some of the catches that Kyle Long made this year, those, uh, like, those two guys come to mind in terms of they would probably be a one-two wide receiver, receiver on any other, other team in the conference. Easy. That's easy. Uh, and they they're, both and they're probably six or seven. Yeah. This year, just based on you know how things played out, but and like, uh, they're both very athletic. They're both very good track stars as well. Yeah. Like they're not just one sport players, but like they understand that their role. I would I would say that's one thing that our team did better than any other team is accepted their roles. No matter how much playing time, what position, what uh what number you are in the lineup, they everyone stuck to it and played their role. Those guys are like. Jack is very athletic. They both went to went through things in their careers that, that kind of helped them back. Injuries, Jack, uh, Kyle as well, ankle, both. But they never stopped them. Like, uh, Jack had an injury that he could have probably just, like, stopped playing. Yeah. It was that serious. But he just kept going, and they're 
both, like I said, freakish athletes, and uh, they stepped up when their name is called, and they and they aren't scared to brace the moment or go in and do what they're told or anything like that. They're ready, just like the ones and twos are. Where did the where did that selfishness come from on this team? Because like we just talked about, any of these guys easily could have said, "Hey, I I need to score 25 touchdowns this year," and could have, but right. nobody it, nobody cared. Like Keyshawn didn't care. I mean, Maddox didn't like. Like you said, nobody cared, and there's that many guys that are that good that, that I mean, obviously it played out that you guys won the state championship, but right. if it doesn't play out that way and you guys say, well, I didn't get mine, I'm trying to get to college, all this stuff, like right. where did the unselfishness come from on this team? Um, honestly, like I said, freshman year, we all knew what the assignment was. We were all here uh, when we talked and got the first practice, and what we knew what we were here to do, and uh, that was to win. And we all we all know. We, like I said, we all played basketball with each other somewhere, traveling basketball or JFL football. Like we all knew each other from somewhere, and uh, we all understood the assignment. Like I said, uh, to win. We all wanted to win, and we all, we knew we could only win if everyone contributed, and everyone and everyone was happy. You can't. Everyone has to be happy in order for you to to take on to be 14 and 0 and go win a state state championship. No one could have that jealousy inside of them. So. We just knew we knew we had to win, and for us to win, those things, those things couldn't have played a part in. Because if it would have, I don't think we would have made it as far as we would have. Been just being humble, being a humble team in, in general. Win a state championship in football on a Friday night, and eight days later you have to play Lanfear, who you beat in the regional championship at the BOS Center in basketball. Um, what's what's the how quick do you guys have to transition when there's so many of you guys that are contributors on the basketball team? Uh, probably gonna get in trouble for this, but even during this ba- during this football season, um, some of us were getting we were getting together, having open runs with some of the guys right. that are on Lanfear and Southeast team while we were playing football. So, uh, I, I would say as we got older through our four years, uh, the transition got easier, and uh, I feel that just off, like I said, the open runs and stuff like that, but. Coming back eight days later, having to play Lanfear, oh my goodness, that's the third game of the season. Yeah, and uh, our guys are just now getting back, so it should be a good one. How, um, how do you mentally make that switch from from football to basketball? How I've hard been, is that? I, it's hard once you start playing, but I've like, I've been playing both sports since I moved to Springfield, so it's not really that hard. But for any other player, it could be very hard. You know, you, you haven't touched a basketball for months. Even during the summer, you weren't touching basketball. So I mean, like, it's a it's a fast it's faster, uh, takes way more agility and uh, speed and just being uh, the plays in between. You don't really get the break like you do in football. So you got to really lock in when it uh, with the switch, and uh, you got to be you got to prepare yourself, your body, uh, your mind mentally to to switch because it's a whole different game. You're not running. I mean, you're running, but you're not, you don't have, you're not running with the ball in your arms like you're actually <laughs> dribbling. So you got to get your mind back focused on and your fingers and everything like that. It's very important for that switch. So yeah, uh, it's, it's hard. Honestly, if, if you're not used to it, it's very hard. We talked about the expectation of if you guys didn't win a state title this year in, in football. Since you won it in basketball, what is the expectation for you guys in basketball this year? Oh, to go back and, and, and do it all over again. Uh, we have a tougher a tougher schedule, so it'll be different. It'll look a little different, but the expectation is to take on our schedule, win, and uh, be back in, in 
back playing basketball at the State Farm Center again this year. So, uh, man, now that you know what you know what it took. I mean, an overtime in the regional, a double overtime in the sectional. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the East St. Louis game. You don't know what that's going to look like this year if that's the same situation. Right. Um, do you allow yourself to say, hey, that, that run was awesome, but this run is going to be different no matter what? So we have to make sure that, like you said, your schedule is definitely beefed up to where oh, yeah. you might you might have a few more losses yeah, in the regular yeah. season. There's no question about that. Right. And uh, we know that it's we have a tougher schedule, so we know that every game is going to it's going to be a dogfight when we go to those bigger tournaments or those uh, play those bigger teams. So. We knew we know we won last year, and uh, we're not. That's done. We already won last year, so we're more. We know we have a. We know we have something else to accomplish, and that's to get another ring. So, everyone, like I said, everyone's locked in with this basketball season as well, just like the football season. They know the mission. They know what we have to do. Last year doesn't matter. It's all about this year, and uh, just going out there and get another ring, no matter how hard it is. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. To say that that's an expectation for this group, again, um, people say a lot, you know, pressure is a privilege. Do you guys feel that way in terms of uh, being expected to be the, the team? Oh, yeah, because everyone wants to beat you. So everyone's going to give you your best shot. So that, therefore, uh, and then the way our season went last year, they just they're a lot of people expect a lot out of us. Yeah. And uh, we do, too. We expect a lot of our out of ourselves as players. And uh we, we're going to push each other to do we uh, to, to get the best out of one another this season. Um, and man, just go out. And it's hard. Like I said, it's hard because everyone wants to beat you. No matter. We won state last year, so every team we play, they know of us. They very they know us very well. So, yeah. like I said, they're going to give us our their best shot, and uh, we have to give them all. So, what? And how would you that. describe the way you play basketball in terms of um, your? What you're expected to do on the basketball court, because you're not expected to put up 30 points a game. Oh no, I'm ex no, I'm expected to go out there, give uh, give our team energy, um, play defense. That's one. That's one of my biggest things, and uh, just be 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 the aggressive player I am. And uh, I, that that's another thing we do good on basketball and football is playing our roles, and I'm very good at playing our role, playing my role, and everyone else's as well. So. My, my job, I go out there and do what I have to do to help us win, whether it's passing the ball or setting a screen, cutting through the lane. Anything the coach asks me to do, that's what I'm willing to do. And, uh, yeah. What are your goals or plans for after this year? What, what do you hope to accomplish knowing not only how successful you've been here, but the, I mean, just what you guys have accomplished and, and how you've achieved your goals to this point in your life? Uh, well, after this, after all this, I plan on continuing to play football and uh, hopefully leave, leave here with another ring, three. As, uh, but, man, it's just, just to give it my all uh, in everything I do, which is what I, which is what I abide by, you know, continue to give everything my all once I leave here, continue to put the same uh, work in as I did while I was here at the next level and that's uh that's what i expect out of myself so yeah awesome i appreciate your time i'll see you not only friday night but saturday night too thank Let's you get to it. yes sir awesome. thank you
Thanks to Rich for his time. Great conversation and a lot of fun diving in more about the mindset of the Cyclones and where they're at. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Please share if you enjoy it and come back next week for more. I'll see you next week. Thank you.